Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Welcome back to What Women Want Today podcast. This is Terry Kellums, your host. I am so glad you're here today. There is a famous quote that says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. I want to talk to you today about fears. I'm going to share one of my fears with you that makes absolutely no sense at all. In fact, after you hear it, you might just think, okay, this lady is a little odd. (laughs) That's okay. I can live with that. So stick around and I'm going to share some common fears with you. And I'm also going to share three ways to combat those fears. All right, so last weekend, my husband Brian and I went out of town to a little cabin just to get out of the heat and spend some time near the water. One thing that brings me so much joy and so much peace is just being out on the water, even near the water. (laughs) Being near the water is just so calming and relaxing for me. Some of my favorite vacations include memories of sitting by the ocean, watching and listening to the waves. When I was on a vacation recently with my friend Amanda, I would get up early every morning and walk about 10 minutes to grab a cup of coffee just to sit down at the beach staring out into the water, feeling total calm and happiness. A few years ago, we were on a vacation and they took us to this little private island for an afternoon and you could snorkel right off the shoreline. And they had paddle boards, which I thought looked so fun, but I had never done it before. The water was so nice and calm, I decided to give it a try. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. (laughs) Ever since that trip, I want to paddleboard whenever the opportunity arises. So much so that we have invested in our own paddleboards so that we can do it more frequently. But just like the mountain bike sitting in our garage, it seems like we always have more pressing priorities. So we don't get to do it very often. Now, you know how I started out this story by telling you how much I love the water and how peaceful it is and how much joy it brings me? So then my real, my story really makes no earthly sense whatsoever. Now, here we go. Imagine it's a beautiful sunny day. We're up in the mountains. It's not quite as hot as the desert where we live. There's just so much greenery and beautiful trees around us. And this smallish, I would consider it smallish lake down in the canyon with no one on it, just a couple people fishing on different parts of the shoreline, but nowhere close to us. We find the perfect little spot to drive our truck down close to the water so that we don't really have to take our paddle boards and coolers and towels and drinks very far. So now as we're getting down closer, we notice that the water is a little more choppy than what we could see from higher up. So I'm starting to get hesitant about trying to stand on my paddleboard. I hadn't been on it since last summer, so I was feeling a little shaky. So we decided that we would just sit on the boards and just paddle around a bit and get used to it. Well, our legs were in the water, straddling each side of the board. And so we could tell that the water wasn't really frigid. It wasn't warm. (laughs) But once we got away from the shoreline, near the shoreline was pretty weedy. But once we got away from the shoreline, it was just really nice. 
Hang, hang on till the end here. I'm going to tell you what happened when I finally got up on that paddleboard. But here's the thing about fears. As soon as you recognize a fear, your amygdala, that small organ in the middle of your brain, it goes to work. It alerts your nervous system, which sends your body's fear response into motion. Stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline are released and your blood pressure and your heart rate increase. I like to think of fear in a few different camps. There's fear like something is going to physically hurt me, like a spider, a scorpion, a wild animal, a snake. And then there's that, it's a kind of a, I'll call it a gross fear. Like it's not going to hurt you, but it's just gross thinking about touching it or it touching you, like a mouse, a rodent, a cockroach. Now, some people actually fear authority, like even going to court to fight a traffic ticket will cause a biological response for them. Or this is a pretty common one, I think. How about the fear of speaking in public? I mean, in the past, I've had experiences where I felt totally fine one minute, and then I was forced to tell um, a story or a very you know important piece of information to a crowded room full of strangers, and my heart would feel like it was going to burst right out of my chest. I do try to avoid public speaking when all possible, <laughs> but neither of those things will physically hurt me, and they're not really gross by definition. So how do we label these fears that seem to make no sense? How about the fear of failure or a fear of ridicule? I think these two fears hold a lot of people back from the life of fulfillment that we'd all desire. So let's run through a couple of them. Now there's Emma. She loves to paint. She has had this desire for years, but she came from a family of very no-nonsense practical people who have no real appreciation for creative types or art of any kind in general. And when she would express her desire, the response she received, it kind of made her feel shameful for ever even having that desire. So she buried it. Her parents have been deceased for a while now. And when I asked her about it, her response was, well, people will think I'm silly at my age for taking up painting. Or I'm probably not good enough anyway. It's a waste of time. Her fear of being ridiculed has quite a history. And she's still carrying that with her after all these years. And then there's Susan, who for years has been baking for her family, for church potlucks, an occasional baby shower, and special occasions. Everyone raves about how wonderful her creations are. She loves to bake and create different combinations. She told me it makes her feel alive, like she's in a different world. She's been saving her money for years. And recently, when her aunt passed away, she left her a modest inheritance. Now, Susan would like to open a bakery or go into catering special events, but it requires a financial commitment on her part. And she is too afraid to fail and to be financially devastated. Here are the top 10 fears that hold people back in life change. We live in an ever-changing world and it is happening more rapidly than ever. Loneliness, failure, rejection, uncertainty, something bad happening, getting hurt, or being judged. Whatever camp your fears are in, you may have heard someone say, you have to face your fears. 
I'm going to offer a bit of a different spin to you today. So the first one is fears aren't always bad. By recognizing some of your fears, it may just lead you to a purpose in life. I feared menopause for years. I saw what my mom went through. I saw the suffering, the decline in her mental health, alcoholism, insomnia, and it really scared me. And I thought, this could happen to me. So my fear prompted me to a lot of self-discovery, to a lot of work. Um, It led me to this podcast to create a place for women who are going through some of the same things with a goal towards developing a community of women who can provide support, resources, and be in friendship with. My goal is to interview women who have made a pivot to a more fulfilling life by being courageous enough to make changes, even if others may not approve or in spite of the fear of failing. I like to interview people who have knowledge and information, and I do this in the hopes of helping women with information they might not otherwise have and to inspire them. Now that I'm equipped, this fear has no life left in it. All right, number two, you might not overcome a fear, but you can invite it along on the ride. So here we are back to my lake story, right? I decided I was not gonna get off that lake without trying to stand on my paddleboard. So I stuck close to the shoreline, but the problem was there were all sorts of weeds and it was making it harder for me to maneuver my board. And so as my legs were shaking and I asked myself, what are you so afraid of? You already know the water isn't that cold. You can't get hurt physically. And here's the ridiculous thing. I'm kind of afraid of water, at least kind of afraid of putting my face in it anyway. Now, I think, you know, that might be a bit of a claustrophobia thing because whenever my husband and I go on a tropical beach vacation, one of the things we love to do is go snorkeling. But I tell you, friend, it takes me forever to get over my fear of putting my face down in that water. My poor husband has almost been drowned more than a few times. But something about when I put that mask on and I stick that mouthpiece in, my heart starts beating really fast and hard and I feel like I can't breathe. But eventually, after I settle in a bit and if he's holding my hand, I snorkel and I love it. I love being down there and seeing all the beautiful sea life. It's amazing, and I'm always a little bit sad when our time is done and we have to leave. Now, I did stand up on the paddleboard that day, and I spent about 15 minutes paddling around, talking my body through the responses and breathing, and and I had so much fun. So I'm not sure that this is a fear I will ever get over, no matter how many times I face it. (laughs) So I've accepted that this fear will just have to come along on the ride with me because I love the sea life, I love the exercise, and I love the challenge of the paddleboard. So are you still with me? (laughs) Is that the craziest love and fear relationship you've ever heard? (laughs) So I would say, number three, taking your first step is writing them down and ranking them. Start with the top three and ask yourself, is this a fear that is leading me towards a purpose in life? 
Is this a fear I need to bring along on the ride of life with me? If you still need some help working through or talking through those fears, you might consider CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. This enables you to manage your fears by helping you gradually change the way you think. It's based on the interconnectedness of our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and behaviors. And it may take several sessions to counteract the thought pattern. I use some cognitive behavioral concepts in my coaching practice, and I know firsthand the benefits that this can have for a person. All right, friends, I'd love to know what you think about fear. I'd like to invite you over to the Facebook group, What Women Want Today, and we can continue the conversation over there. Or head over to Instagram and find me there at What Women Want Today underscore podcast. Send me a DM. Let's chat there. All right, that friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come on over and join our private Facebook group, What Women Want Today. I'd love to hang out with you some more there. Any resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at What Women Want Today podcast or visit my website at whatwomenwanttoday.com. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share. Leave me a review. It helps other amazing women find the show and become a member of our community. One last thing for you today. You are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it.